This is With Intrepid Heart Sermons, sermons by Rev. Adam Moline of Good Shepherd Lutheran Church in Lincoln, Nebraska. The Holy Gospel according to Luke chapter 7. Soon afterward, Jesus went to a town called Nain, and his disciples and a great crowd went with him. As he drew near to the gate of the town, behold, a man who had died was being carried out, the only son of his mother, and she was a widow. And a considerable crowd from the town was with her. And when the Lord saw her, he had compassion on her, and said to her, Do not weep. Then he came up and touched the bier, and the bearer stood still. And he said, Young man, I say to you, arise. And the dead man sat up and began to speak. And Jesus gave him to his mother. Fear seized them all, and they glorified God, saying, A great prophet has arisen among us, and God has visited his people. And this report about him spread throughout the whole of Judea and all the surrounding country. This is the gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. We now continue with our sermon. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father, through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Our text today comes from both the Old Testament lesson and the gospel lesson, especially these words. The dead man sat up and began to speak, and Jesus gave him to his mother. Thus far our text. Dear friends in Christ, how many funerals have you been to? Since I've become a pastor, it seems I go to more and more and more of them all the time. Over 60 of them in the last decade. When you're at a funeral, what sort of things do you hear about? Do you hear about how nice a person the deceased one was? Do you hear about how much money they donated upon their death to the church or school or organization? Do you hear about the things they love to do? How Uncle Bill liked to fish? how Aunt Marge liked to sew, and the rest. How many funerals have you been to? What sorts of things have you heard? Have you heard about what happens when Jesus shows up at a funeral? We see that happen in our gospel lesson for today. Jesus shows up at a funeral unannounced, and really, he ruins the whole thing. He barges right in and wrecks the funeral that this poor widow was attending. The whole thing had been planned perfectly. The widow had arranged the details with the funeral director. She'd picked out the outfit that he'd be lying in state wearing. She decided what color of casket to get. There had been the final viewing and all the awkward statements that come with it. Statements like, they look so nice. At least they lived a good life. 
He'll live on forever in your heart. He's an angel looking down from above. The pallbearers were on their way carrying the body to the grave with a large procession of family and friends. The funeral was all but over. All that was left was to lay the man in his tomb and return back to the church to have sandwiches and jello salad. And then Jesus shows up and wrecks the whole thing. He ruined a perfectly good funeral by raising the deceased man and giving him back to his mother. With the man alive, all the awkward comments are meaningless. Without a dead body, there's no need for a casket. Without a casket, there's no need for a grave. Without a grave, there's no need to get that giant fish-shaped headstone. With no headstone, there's no place for garden lights, no place to go and pour the bottle of whiskey. If that's not enough, Jesus even messes up the funeral meal. Sandwiches and jello? When someone has been raised from the dead? Of course not. Champagne would be more appropriate. Now we can really celebrate a life. Because one who was dead has been brought back to life by Jesus. The whole funeral ruined because Jesus showed up. This isn't the only funeral that Jesus ruined. Jesus has a habit of ruining all of the funerals that he shows up at. Lazarus, dead and in the grave for three days. The mourners still gathered with the family, eating leftover jello salad. And Jesus shows up. He stands at the door to the tomb and calls in, Lazarus, come out! And his word brings Lazarus out, alive and well, still wrapped in the grave cloths. Or what about the daughter of Jairus? Jesus ruins that funeral before it even has a chance to get going, before it's been planned, before the casket's been picked out and the funeral director contacted. Jesus arrives at Jairus' home and takes Peter, James, and John and the girl's parents up into the room. He tells the mourners not to weep because she's only sleeping not dead, but they laugh. They know better. They've been to funerals before. They know how they work. But Jesus ruins the whole thing by taking the girl by the hand, saying, little girl, arise. And arise, she does. Jesus shows up at a funeral 
He ruins the whole thing. And we haven't even talked about our Old Testament lesson yet, where Jesus shows up only in the word of his servant, his pastor. When his word is spoken, the funeral is still ruined. The child still gets up alive. All because of Jesus. See, Jesus ruins every funeral he attends. He ruins them by destroying death's power, by numbing the sting of the grave. Every single funeral that Jesus attends ends in resurrection, not death. He is the way, the truth, and the life, after all, as the confirmation kids recited this week. Jesus loves life, after all, and wishes for it to continue forever. Jesus has destroyed the power of death, after all. Yes, Jesus likes ruining funerals. He came to this world for that very purpose, to meet death head on, to meet your death head on. And when Jesus and death collide, Jesus conquers, destroys, wins, flattens, resurrects. And he does it for you. So you see, Christian funerals ought to be all about Jesus, not the people who are deceased. Not about celebrating life apart from Christ, as if the things we do in our lives are more important than what our Lord did in His And Christian graves are not final resting places, as if the one buried there will never wake up from death. For Christ promises to return, to raise all the dead, and give eternal life to all believers in Him. Christian tombs are not places to leave offerings or garden lights as if Christ's work on the cross was not enough to earn forgiveness for the person buried there. No. Christian funerals, graves, and tombs are all about the life of Jesus. The life that the grave cannot hold in. The life that the cross cannot destroy forever. The life that gives life to all the world. The life that saves you from your sin. Jesus ruins funerals. And Jesus will one day ruin yours and mine as well. 
Let's give thanks to our God that He sent Jesus, His incarnate Son, to come and ruin our funerals so that we can live forever. Live in the peace of God. Live in the presence of God without fear. Dear friends in Christ, if this is what happens when Jesus shows up at funerals, I want Him to show up at mine. Do you want Him to show up at yours? Do you? So often when death comes, we're so overwhelmed by hurt and loss and filling out all the forms and certificates and collecting all the insurance that Jesus gets lost. Funerals become about the person who died instead of the Lord who rose. And so we argue with family members about what color of casket or whether it should be metal or wood. We remember that Uncle Bill liked fishing. So we want to take his body out to the cemetery propped up in his fishing boat behind his old trusty truck. Yes, I really, truly had to have that conversation before. You want to remember that Aunt Millie used to listen to Billy Graham on the radio, so we ought to sing that old Baptist spiritual that she liked, even if it never mentions Jesus by name. And we remember that Grandma liked to sew. So we want to take her old sewing machine and put it in the casket with her, even though she'll have no use of it as she's laid to rest. So often we want the funeral to be all about the memories we have of the deceased. And we forget to invite Jesus to attend. Sometimes we even want to get up and stand and talk about the life of the person who's died, to remember them, their deeds, their words, the events that shaped them. And dear friends, that is good and fine so long as we spend all the more time remembering how Jesus saved that person despite their works and deeds and life. So long as we remember the cross and suffering of our Lord Jesus and how He promises to ruin their funeral with resurrection and life forever. So it's good for us to invite Jesus to the funeral, to ask the pastor to preach about Jesus, to bring the word of Jesus to the grave, to the church. Because what's that word of Jesus say? It says this, Blessed are those who die in the Lord. Blessed indeed, for they shall rest from their labors. What's the word of Jesus say? 
I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, though he die, yet shall he live. And whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. We sing the word of Jesus at funerals. I know that my Redeemer lives. And then from death awaken me that these my eyes with joy may see. O Son of God, thy glorious face. O Jesus, in that final hour, be thou my rod and staff and guide, and draw me safely to thy side. By speaking and singing the word of Jesus, Jesus is present and Jesus destroys death before our very eyes. It's good for us to remember Jesus at death, at funerals. It's good for us to have our eyes pointed to the cross and the empty tomb of our Lord. It's not appropriate time to ask for donations. It's not an appropriate time to tell someone their salvation depends on their good works. Instead, it's a good time to hear how Jesus ruins funerals, how Jesus raises the dead, and how Jesus lives, and we shall live also. Every funeral to which Jesus is invited, Jesus ruins. He ruins all the trappings that our sinful natures attach to death, and he promises to raise those who have gone to give to them eternal life through his death and resurrection on their behalf. He comes to make death run backwards. He comes to have the final word, and the word is life. Live. Come forth. Arise. He comes to give the dead back to those who mourn. Dear friends in Christ, Jesus is coming to your funeral. Just like he came to the funeral of Lazarus, the funeral of Jairus' daughter, and the funeral from our gospel lesson for this morning. Fourth century pastor Ephraim the Syrian said this about this morning's gospel lesson. The virgin son met the widow's son. He became like a sponge for her tears and as a life for the death of her son. Death turned about in its den and turned its back on the victorious one. Yes, Jesus is the victorious one. He wipes the tears from our eyes. He grants life to those who trust in him. He ruins all funerals. And he does so by granting life. Have faith in our Lord. Trust his promises die with certainty 
knowing that because of Jesus, you too shall live forever. In his holy, precious name, amen. This has been With Intrepid Heart Sermons by Pastor Adam Moline. The words, With Intrepid Hearts, come from the conclusion to the Book of Concord where it is written, By God's grace, with intrepid hearts, we are willing to appear before the judgment seat of Christ with this confession and give an account of it. We will not speak or write anything contrary to this confession, either publicly or privately. By the strength of God's grace, we intend to abide by it.